Let's see how many degrees the Cheryl Seals have. One, two, three, four. Okay, I've lost count. My goodness, no wonder the now full professor of computer science and software engineering knows so much about human-computer interaction and artificial intelligence and Ms. Pac-Man. Look, we know you've been looking for an informative way to spend the next 20 minutes. Well, if you're ready to commit, then kick back and crank it up as Cheryl seals the deal. Well, I have a wonderful electronic invention I want you to see. It, it looks something like this. Ugh. 1.21 What the hell is this gigawatt? <laughs> You're listening to the Hashtag Getting Podcast, brought to you by Auburn University's Samuel Ginn College of Engineering. Well, hello. Here we are once again for an episode of Hashtag Getting the Greatest podcast in all of higher education everyone is raving about this from coast to coast uh it's groundbreaking uh it's not just one of these boring kind of podcasts i mean no offense guys but you gotta up your game it's like rush probe said people are talking <laughs> people are talking about <laughs> exactly <this>. the probes <laughs> podcast yeah <laughs> no, let's don't get confused. brought to you by the samuel again college of engineering auburn university uh, we are in the Office of Communications and Marketing. I'm Jeremy Henderson, one of the people here who does things. And uh, joined by my co-host, Austin Phillips, the Assistant Director, Marcus Klutz, Producer, Director, Muay Thai Master. Uh, it was, you know, over here on the uh, the mixer and everything. And we are joined by, if the uh, latest issue of Auburn Engineering Magazine is any indication, recently promoted full professor? Am I right? War Eagle. Yeah, right. Dr. <laughs> Cheryl Seals, a living legend, word on the street is. Yep. I mean, that's the actual title of the award, right? Yes, that is correct. Living legend? I, I had to look up living legend. Oh, that is a big one. But, but I think it just is, is, is a wonderful testament of how the faculty support our students. I got you. So you were in the Department of Computer Science and Software Engineering. And I want to start out because uh, one of your... The, the expertise, like the, the, your field, the specialty, human-computer interaction. Now, I have recently, the last few months, signed up for Chick-fil-A's app. Maybe you've heard of it, right? It's been around for forever, and I've been a Chick-fil-A man my whole life. But I, in the last three or four months, I mean, I have just, it, the, the purchasing power, I mean, my, my purchases have just gone up exponentially. And I feel like they've trapped me. I feel like it's like done something to me. I'm interacting with this thing. It's that really good user experience. So why why is that? Why how how did they do it? Well, what happens for companies like um like um Chick Fil A, and also if we think about Apple, when they have really good products, they've tested it with users. So that's that user centered interaction or the human computer interaction. So when they do um, studies, they actually find out how people interact with with products. They talk to real users and they try to find out ways to sort of hook you into that experience and make it more um, improve your user experience make it better for you do you have the app i don't have that app because it might it might hook it, me this might be a good case well, study hey, jeremy is a red i'm a red status he, member record he, record time. record time to get red status i mean they're giving me free things offering me tickets to places and uh, anyway, yeah, I just I started thinking about it. I was like, you know what? I'm interacting with that thing right there. Yes. And any time that you interact with any product, um, that is a way of 
trying to um, get more buy-in from your customer. So you try to make it better for your customer. And that way you give them a better user, what we call is user experience. Okay. Where did, when did you get um, so passionate about going into this field? What, what really got you started uh, of wanting to go down this path? Wow, that goes really back. If we think about, I guess, most faculty, we probably started as People that like to read a lot. So, so, so I was a, a big reader and then my dad sent me to science camp when I was in, um, my parents sent me to science camp when I was in, um, in high school. And most of the guys in my high school camp sort of all ended up going into computer science. And we found, um, that we knew that there would be great futures in computer science and we were right. So computer science is really a booming field. We made the right pick and it's allowed me to go into a lot of different, I actually had a chance to work in industry before I came to Auburn. So computer science has really, it's always changing. So if you think about the kids at home, every year they need a new gaming system because it's actually increased in power since last year. So computer science is always changing and growing. Where are you from originally? I'm from Homer, Louisiana, a small town in Homer, Homer? Louisiana. Homer, Louisiana. So what, what, that, what's Homer known for? Um, well, what happened? I don't well, they're think... known for the living legend Cheryl Sears. <laughs> is what they're known Home for. Home of Cheryl Sears. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's known for a whole lot, but um, there are a lot of good people came out of Homer. My dad was a, a, a college professor at a small um, school in Grambling State in, in, in Louisiana, Grambling State University, and I went there for undergraduate. I was in the marching band, and they were really popular for their marching band and for we their football. We have got to get video of that. Because they've oh, got one of the greatest there. bands in all of the United in, States. In, so in, i got to see land. those moves. Right. There's videos somewhere. What'd you play? I played clarinet in the marching band. Hey, I played clarinet. Oh, and the, I, well, I held it. Uh, I didn't actually. I mean, I could harmonize with the trumpets with one note, but I mean, I couldn't actually play it. But hey, what about that? Oh, that's man, pretty good. Maybe I'll go great. far, too, in life. Oh, man. Because great minds think alike or start alike. <laughs> Amen. Well, for, uh, from there, you went to North Carolina A&T uh, and then ended up at Virginia Tech. Talk, yes. talk about your experience. At Virginia Tech. Oh, we <clears throat> excuse me. We said, "Let's go Hokies." <laughs> <laughs> so at Virginia Tech, um, um, I had a good experience there. It's it's, it's a college town. Um, a lot of faculty from um, Virginia Tech have come to Auburn, so we have a good Auburn constituency here because um, it's it's a very similar type of town. And so I was there, worked on my uh, worked on my PhD in computer science at the Center for Human Computer Interaction at. I'm at Virginia Tech in Blacksburg, Virginia. But you also got a master's there because I'm looking at the degree count here, and I'm I'm kind of losing count. What are we up to? Six? I, yeah. I, yeah. What is I that got, now? Yes, I run out of fingers. I yeah. got plenty. Well, what happened as an undergrad? Um, I, I I I majored in computer science, but my dad was like, I don't know what this computer science thing <laughs> is, but I know that if you go into education, so I double majored in math education oh. because that way you know that you will always have a job if you're a teacher. And I didn't realize I would end up in the family business <laughs> in the teacher profession. And um, in, in, in between there, I ended up working for a little while. I actually worked at um, IBM and Bell Labs. Uh, well, Bell, actually, Bell, um, Bell Corps, Bell Communications Research in Piscataway, New Jersey. And that was very interesting, but I felt like I needed more. So that's why I ended up back in graduate school, because the work that I was doing was fulfilling. But I wanted to stretch myself a little bit more by going back to graduate school. What was it about Auburn that attracted you to to hear? Well, a friend actually um, told me about Auburn University, told me that um, you should apply. And so my friend um, 
was here. He's he's at another university now. Juan Gilbert. I met him, and he said, "You ought to apply at Auburn University." So I applied, and that really attracted me. He was also doing research in the area of human computer interaction. So I thought if I had someone who was also doing research in that area, we would have some really good collaborations together. And you always need um, um, a really good work partners or collaborators to do great science. Artificial intelligence. What exactly are we talking about with, in, 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 you know, we, 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 everybody says AI and algorithms and everything. I mean, how, how is this actually going to start affecting our lives? Is it, do I really need to pay attention to this stuff? Well, what Talk happens is, is, is very big. If you think about um, artificial intelligence, it's really um, a, a way of thinking of decision support systems, something to support your decisions. And when, when whenever you're looking at, if you look at large companies like Amazon, they have robots that are sort of running their um, major factory. So if they're looking at distribution, they don't have to have, they have robots running the floor to actually sort those packages and to get them to us very fast. And so also companies are using them to help make decisions. So I don't know if you've seen the commercials that they had. So AI, Microsoft AI, um, and they, they, they're using artificial intelligence to help machines make decisions faster and to help humans uh, make better decisions. Well, like, you know, when Amazon, when they're throwing, I mean, we're talking about algorithms here. They're throwing products at me. And, and I get that. You search a website and all of a sudden the ads start showing ah. up on the bar and everything. I mean, is that is that the level of things? Or, I mean, are we, are we actually going to get to, like, the robots? I mean, you know, they're doing weird things in Japan. I think we're going to get to all of it. So uh, now now you're shopping and they say, you, you, you chose this thing and someone else chose something that was very similar. Right. So um, you might also like this. So that's one way that they would actually. That that's that's a just a searching uh, a searching um, strategy that they utilize. Right. But then they will they actually have robots that are helping in the home. So in other countries they have like small home assistants that will actually uh, come and help you. So they will help. We we're doing a lot of work in robotics. So robots will be everywhere. If we think about your cars, computers are everywhere. So if we think about your your car. There, there are computers there. So we couldn't get to work if we, you know, if you didn't have a computer. You can't fly anywhere if you didn't have a computer driving that plane. So computers are everywhere. And the smarter they are, they, they sort of are assistants. So they're, they're smart assistants that can actually help us in our everyday life. Will you buy a robot when they become affordable? I really want that. Uh, the self-driving, as soon as they get it really. The self-driving. Self-driving Tesla. <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> so as soon, as soon as they get it where it is a little bit smarter, you know, where, where they've improved the artificial intelligence, where I can get there a little bit more safely. And I think it will be able to help us in all facets of life. So if you're elderly and you're at home and you're able to have an assistant there, um, that would be very helpful. So there are a lot of things in um, artificial intelligence, things that are happening in, in science that are, um, they may seem invasive because now there is no privacy in, what is it, 2019? Because your phone is listening, Alexa is listening, mm-hmm. yeah, and I was going to ask that. It, uh, you talked about the ads. Are, are computers listening to us? Because I swear there are times we're, we're talking about something here and, and you get on go- Facebook and there's an ad about something. And coming. I have not searched for that. It's just something that we're talking about. Well, they're doing a, a, a small amount of sampling all the time. So they're doing that to actually improve their algorithms. So they're doing, (laughs) yeah. So so they're doing a small amount of sampling for research purposes, um, just to improve their search algorithms and and improve their systems. 
So there is no privacy. So be careful. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I saw on uh, 60 Minutes recently they were talking about this and how the Chinese, they don't care. Like because of the, I mean, seriously, because right. of the, the government that they've lived under, mm-hmm. um, they don't care like we care. Why, right. why do we, we, like I said, we all know that they're doing this, but yet we all get up in arms yes. of, Oh, they're listening to us. They're following us, but yet we still will search anything, do anything. Why do we care? Uh, so we, we care a, a little bit more, but when you talk, brought up the, um, the Chinese that with the Chinese police, they have, um, this face recognition technology yeah. and they use that real time to find the bad guys. And so, but we, they, they tried to enact that in one city here in the U S and people found out about it and said, but wait a minute, what if it identifies the wrong person? So we're thinking about our civil liberties liberties a little bit more. And so I think that's why we're looking, thinking about our, our right to privacy. At least at least um, let us think we have privacy. It's like Minority Report or yes. Gattaca. I yeah. I got I to gotta hand it to Google, though, because the facial recognition on the Google Photos thing, very handy. It's very good. I'm only in. Google has me in there. I mean, I, I wouldn't know what I'd do without them mm-hmm. right now. Let the overlords come. <laughs> That's what I say. Video games. You talk about gaming a lot, yes. right? And, and learning and everything. What's your favorite video game? Oh, let me see. What's my favorite video game? When you close uh, your eyes and you think back. Oh, Pac-Man. If I go back, if I go back historically, Pac-Man. Pac-Man. Mrs. Did you, Pac-Man. Did you have one Ms. of the? Pac-Man. Did you ever have one of the mini ones? Well, you know what? I didn't have the mini one. I actually went. To, well, this is dating me. I I went when they used to have it in the arcade. Oh yeah, and so yeah. I oh, my Ms. Gosh. P- so Miss Pac Man was my favorite game. I, I had the I had the mini oh, Miss yeah. Pac Man. Okay. the mini joystick. So it was like it was like a mini version of the big the big yes, one. Yes, of the uh, big play, ones. Played that thing till I. Yeah, so Miss Pac Man historically is one of my favorite. Well, it, is there is there one reason? I mean, do you are you a gamer? Yeah, that's what I want to know. Do you game? Do you, do you play games at all still? I I, I do I do. And uh, what is it? Uh, so World of War, Warcraft is okay. is one really? that that's very popular. That that's Dang. very popular. That World of War. So what I mean, how much time are you spending on I, World I of don't Warcraft? Spend, I don't spend as much time as our as our students. Our students spend a lot of. Have prof- you incorporated World of Warcraft into uh, any of the uh, curriculum? Well, what happens? I have a class. I have a class in game design and development, and we actually investigate a lot of different games in the class. So we did take a take a, a small amount of time and investigate um, different types of games that are popular today. How has the cell phone? change the gaming industry i I know now don't get me wrong personally me and my buddies you go on people get married and they have children they don't have as much time but every one of us had a some kind of system an xbox a playstation but you see so many people now are 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 just playing games on their phone how's that how's that changed the game well what happens games are much more available so they're they're everywhere so people still a lot of people still play console games so the gaming is a very big industry a lot of people still play console a lot of people it's it's based upon what you like the types of games that you like so some people play handheld games and then there are even professional gaming yeah, tournaments yeah, now right. where there are lots of a large cash prizes for mm-hmm. those games so there are many different types of games and and they 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 have all the way from the handheld to the console to specialized systems um to the large even the augmented and virtual reality games so there are some games for all that like so almost everybody is playing games and we think it's mainly young folks but the the median age for a gamer is much older than 30 right well i i saw that recently where where they've got you said these professional leagues and i think it was one of the madden or one of the football ones mm-hmm. and uh and I'm thinking, you know, who's going to watch this? And it was probably the next week on social media, 
there's a NASCAR one. I'm a big NASCAR mm-hmm. racing fan. And I see that it's the last few laps of, of one of these that they've got 40 people yes. all involved. And I'm just, I'm just, just glued, just glued to this like it's the real race. Yeah. And, and I'm thinking, okay, well, I, I get it now. Yeah, because think about it. This is a whole new generation of, of 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 kids that have actually had the computers their whole life. So they've had iPhones. Like the guys that are in college now have had iPhones or smartphones available their whole life. So they're <clears throat> so they're utilizing smartphones. They're playing video games, and so this is their reality. So that virtual reality of seeing. Those games happen. Um, th- th- those games happen is like a real sport. So for 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 many, it is a real sport, and it and it ha- it grips you. It puts you on the edge of your seat, just like any other game. So it's very interesting. A very interesting phenomenon. I've got to touch on this. Uh, outside of your research and your passion for computers, gaming, uh, you're extremely passionate about uh, underrepresented students and recruiting them to Auburn, supporting them while we're here. You served as the um, you served as the interim, interim director, director for the Alabama, uh, formerly the Alabama Power Academic Excellence Program uh, for our underrepresented students. You've also um, you're the most successful faculty member in your department for recruiting and mentoring students uh, under uh, for underrepresented groups. Why are God you so living legend over there? That, she is the living legend. Uh, the pride of Homer. That's uh, it. That's right. But, Homer Louise. That's Hannah. it. So, um, you know, as as an African American yourself, as a female yourself, talk about why why you're so passionate about that. You just have to do it. What happens when you think about um, um, science and you think about technology? We don't do it for the numbers. We do it because when we buy products, we want it to represent our population. So you have to make sure that we have, if we think about Alabama has a lot of underrepresented, a lot of women, we don't have enough women or underrepresented folks in engineering. So to actually be able to do research and science that really um, represents our population. We need to make sure that we have more more folks at the table, and and we really had to rely on um, a lot of folks from from all over the world to help support our our technology workforce. But we're in the future. We're going to need more folks from right here, right right here. So we have to figure out how do we support. All, all citizens, how do we support all citizens in getting equal access to science education? So with that, we really have to figure out how do we get people in. So we have to look. We have to be really creative about looking in places that we don't normally recruit in. We have to be creative to try to find our folks and give them incentive. Because what happened if you don't see somebody that looks like you, you're saying, why should I try to get into that field? Maybe it's not for me if I don't see somebody that looks like me in that field. So hopefully by recruiting more students that, you know, that look like me, more women, more underrepresented, maybe that will help be a self-fulfilling um, prophecy, getting more people in so that we can have a stronger engineering college because if we grow and have you know strong students of all types that will help us be a, a stronger force for engineering that's awesome and you you'd mentioned your dad being in uh educate you know in higher education uh, who were some people that inspired you um to, to pursue this and to pursue oh, engineering well always Ms. always man miss pacman is definitely <laughs> a, a winner on star trek i was 
was a Trekkie. I oh, always watched Star okay. Trek as a, as a kid. Um, my parents, my, my grandparents were really um, <clears throat> big into education. They said you have to learn as much as you can. So my grandparents, my parents, um, I guess all of my teachers have, have helped uh, along the way. And all this sci-fi, the sci-fi movies and, and television, all of those things have sort of contributed to that along the way. And then majoring in computer science, getting a chance to work at technology, uh, those top 500, top 100 engineering companies really helped to spark my interest in some of that also. I like the way you're wearing these headphones right here. <laughs> can't, I, I, can't mess up that beautiful I know, I know. I'm starting to think about like the music, though, because you see like these Beats headphones that a lot of people wear. So, do you listen to music? I do. I what, do. What, what, what's on the, the player? What's on your playlist what's right now? What's on my playlist? Oh, my goodness. Um, if I were to get on the phone and hit play, what are we listening to? I don't have enough music on my phone. I listen to the radio. Oh. And so what happened? But but my favorite, uh, so, so I mean, uh, gospel is one of my favorites. I like jazz. Um, classical, so those are some, those are my top favorites. But I do like, um, but I do like everything. So I do like a little um, to R and B. So I like I, li- I like a little you. bit of all music. And so anything that's good. Um, oh, it's, it's it's two different types. Let me think. It's lots of different types of music. So I like a little bit of everything because my dad's a musician. So I think musicians like a little bit of all music. Is that what he did at Grambling? He was a musician. Oh, he was he was a band awesome. director. Oh, he was oh, a band director. <laughs> no, one little that. nepotism there Seriously. with that clarinet. That's thing. it. That's first it. First chair, Cheryl Seal. Yeah. Well, you know what? I worked my way up to mm-hmm. first chair. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure, sure you did. <laughs> yeah, she's a living legend. Yeah, living oh. legend. Cheryl, thanks so much for joining us. It's been an honor and a pleasure. Yeah, and it's it's really inspiring to to see the work that you do for uh for our underrepresented students. You, you're uh, a classic case of who they should look up to wow. and, and, and inspiring them for the future. Oh, and I also work with the Society of Women Engineers. Right. So we right. have the women's group here, and we have a couple of hundred girls that are in the Society of Women Engineers, and it's a really good way for for our students being in organizations where that 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 support them to help them to learn about their future and start getting ready for careers. And I see you're very active on Twitter with promoting those as well. So I that's try. awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank you, Cheryl, so much. Thank you. I wore eagle. War eagle. War eagle. Love it.